0: San Francisco, 102.5 MHz, and KXSF.FM.
1: You're tuned into to Spark. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul.
2: This is Kelly Marlowe, host of Spark. Today, I'm talking with Sue Yuru, founder of Style Rehab. Who works with people to create a self image that truly reflects who he or she is. Does your projected self image reflect who you truly are? Let's find out. Stay tuned. Hi, Sue. Thank you for joining me on Spark today. Um, I want to start by asking you, how do you describe your projected image?
3: How would I describe my projected image? Well, isn't that always the on the spot question? I view myself as an artist. Uh, I also am a professional. So, with that, my self projection of my personal image is fairly tailored with some edge, some unique, uniqueness as well because that's when I feel my most confidence is when I'm able to show and express that I am an artist.
2: Okay, so a little bit of edge, um, a little bit of professional reflect how you like to project. And how how does one project confidence then? Like in, in your case, what is it that's important for
3: someone in projecting natural
2: confidence?
3: You know what gives me confidence, Kelly, when I'm dressed in such a killer outfit that I've created and curated to show that I'm a professional and pull together, my outfit is smart, but there might be something in what I'm wearing and showing to the world that's showing as well that, wow, she's different, she's unique. That's something really cool that I've never seen someone wear or do. Uh, I never maybe would have thought that for myself. But for me, my confidence is in just that. So when you're someone saying approaches me, by taking someone a risk? Me. Yes, yes, yes. For me, there are little risks, but maybe for someone else, they are really big risks.
2: Okay. So before the show, you mentioned that everyone has a story, a history, and people who have influenced you, who you are, and over time, shape. Uh, your personal image or one's personal image. Can you tell me more about that?
3: Sure. Uh, I think that this also is part of our evolution. So, yes, we have influencers in our lives uh, at a young age, and as we get older, we meet new people, we have different experiences, and all of these experiences and people that are coming in and out of our life help influence us and our persona and what we're creating for ourselves. And so uh, my story as a young girl might be one thing, but then as an adult, my story has changed. And it's really critical and important that we change with that as well, with our own evolution.
2: Well, you were giving the example of somebody you work with who's bulimic. Um, Can you give us um, that vignette?
3: Well, someone in that circumstance, She's got an image of herself that has developed over time, or there was some moment in her life where she became self-conscious of her body and what she was viewing herself as. And so she tends to draw in for herself a more monotone presentation so that attention is not drawn to her. because she has her own view of herself and her body and her physique that is not welcoming to herself. So she's trying to draw even less attention from others to herself. And this has then also caused her to become a bulimic person who really suffers and and is challenged by what her physique is. And And that may have stemmed from something in her young youth, in her young adulthood, that maybe she's comparing herself to others. There's images that come to her. Maybe she had a friend who she admired and thought, well, I wish I could look like that, but I really don't. And so then she is bringing herself to this eating disorder.
2: You had mentioned that. Parents, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, just people who influence you in your life also influences how you put your self-image out there. Can you elaborate on that a bit?
3: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, honestly, is my mother and how she always encouraged me to be the free spirit that I am. And so with that encouragement and that influence allowing me to explore and express myself at a young age, that really has stayed with me throughout my life. And so hence my my lack of fear and taking risks in things that I do in my life and how I present myself. So that is one key influencer for me is my mother and her gift to me to be free and be who I am, and allow me to wear a lampshade on my head when I went to school because I wanted to be different and I wanted to be unique, and she supported that. Um,
2: can you give me another example of a client that you work with where it was very clear or obvious that the person was dressing for someone else or was heavily influenced by a role model or? Um, somebody that has, you know, that's, has had major dominating influence.
3: Yes. One particular client, uh, she was very, uh, influenced by her husband. He had an ideal and an ideal of what he wanted her to present to the world and how he wanted her to dress and stand and, and po- be poised and such, but that wasn't her true being. It wasn't in her comfort zone. She was not comfortable being on parades, if you will, or being, you know, uh, presented in this way where the clothes were too tight. They didn't. They weren't comfortable. And these were all his ideas and his ideals of what he wanted her to be. And it did not blend well for her, obviously. She was uncomfortable. She didn't know, even know how, to create the looks and style that he so wanted her to create So, and so then, that was very stifling and confusing for her. So
2: then how would you suggest one think about um, think about it differently and not you know not having all those influences control or um, just pull you in a direction that may not be who you are?
3: I think people I think we need to just sit with ourselves and identify who we are and what we're capable of and what risks we're willing to take with our persona and our style and our our, our way of, of showing the world who we are and if we have this strong influence a partner in her life who's such a strong being you know it, it's it's time for a conversation and a conversation for her to say, this is really who I am, and maybe make some compromise as well, right? I think in life we have to make compromises. And sometimes we can, she could take a small risk that leans towards something that he, her partner, her husband, was suggesting, and that could be a small risk for her. But it doesn't have to be this whole new identity that she creates based on what he wanted,
2: So are there actual guidelines for creating one's self-image?
3: I think it is just that. It's just diving deep into who you are and asking yourself to examine what your story is, where you've come from, who are you today, what is your message that you're sending out there, maybe even ask some other people what their view is of you, and that sometimes really helps us Um, you know, hone in on what we're projecting and, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that I was projecting that at all. But your best friends or your family members or colleagues might say, oh, well, yeah, you are really projecting this other message. That might not have been your own intention. But um, that's where you have to take a take a look take some inventory, examine what we're doing, what's your message, what's your true message, and what actually is the message that people are receiving. And And that will help you.
2: And what risk you're willing to take, right?
3: Sure, sure, sure. And you don't have to always take risks. It can be, you know, something really simple uh, that also can be exciting. If we look at a risk as something that's exciting, then it makes it a little bit easier to take that small risk.
2: Uh, what is it situation dependent
3: at all? Of course. you're not going to present uh, the um, the athlete at the business meeting or the board meeting. You're going to be presenting yourself in a professional manner. so you might speak differently, you will dress differently. your tone will be uh, very different than, will be out on the ball field where you're having a great time and you're screaming and yelling and and, and, and having a, a, the time of your life in your sport.
2: So you definitely have to know your audience
3: for Absolutely. The okay. Absolutely.
2: Okay. So what if you're getting negative feedback or vibe that you may be getting about your projected self-image that you put together and... Mm-hmm even though you're confident with it, there's something that doesn't feel quite right in the way that people are responding to you?
3: You know what, that is such a gift when that happens. And this is an opportunity then for us to take that feedback and really look at that. Really just say, whoa, I was totally missing the ball on that. I, here I was wearing this or putting out that that I thought really expressed this aspect of myself. And yet the way other people are reading it, now granted, other people are coming to the table with their own story and their own values and their own belief systems, right, to make a judgment on us based on what we're presenting to them. But when you get a pattern, when you see a pattern in what people are giving you feedback about, then it's time to really take a look. What is it that I'm doing? What? How can I make some changes? You can ask these people for some suggestions, and really be open to that. It's a great opportunity.
2: So you do have to examine the negative feedback you're getting.
3: Uh, Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's a great opportunity to make some changes. And what about? And you can also say, you know, what that works for that person, and that's really not who I am, and that's okay and I'm willing to continue on the, the, with how I'm presenting.
2: What about boundaries? I mean, there are boundaries, aren't they? there?
3: Boundaries in what we accept from others, or um, when, the, for an example, here's an example of a boundary mate, that I'm thinking, is you're a professional, you work in a professional office, <clears throat> and... A guideline might be in your particular office that you can't wear for this particular office. step it up you, that you really shine when you walk into that event.
2: Hey Sue, we're going to take a quick
1: break and thank our underwriters. Be back with lots more with Sue Uru. Support for KXSF comes from Jane Popple Rider of Compass Real Estate, serving west of Twin Peaks neighborhoods and beyond with thoughtful client service and attention to detail. Jane believes that contributing to cultural endeavors such as KXSF strengthens our diverse community by keeping the arts alive. Jane Popperrider of Compass Real Estate. Visit her website at www.janepopperriderrealestate.com.
0: We know you, and we know you're out there listening. Support KXSF during our low-power, high-ambitions fundraising drive by donating now at www.kxsf.fm. Every dollar goes straight into keeping SF Community Radio on air, providing music and programming you won't find anywhere else. Live, local, and totally San Francisco. Support KXSF 102.5 FM. Donate online at www.kxsf.fm. Thanks.
1: This is KXSF 102.5 FM, streaming worldwide at www.kxsf.fm. And you're tuned in to Spark with Kelly Marlowe. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul.
2: That was Sue Roo on boundaries that are part of the personal image that we need to think about. Um, so we're talking about taking risk and about what to do about negative feedback. And sometimes people aren't always aware of um, what the boundaries are when they're receiving negative feedback. So can you give us some, fee- some input on um, what do you do when that happens, for example?
3: What do you do when... You get negative feedback?
2: Well, you get negative feedback, and then there are boundaries that people are not always aware of. Um, let's say you're wearing sexy clothes, and, um, and you know, the question then is what kind of feedback you want to get back, and how do you know it's the right, right. feedback, and so on.
3: Right. Sure. Okay. So I know someone who has a very voluptuous figure, and she's not shy about that, and she's pretty confident in how she presents herself. And in her office, she has worn clothing that was a little bit more revealing than her boss preferred her to have in, in the office. And her boss is a female. And so her boss did give her this negative feedback on how she was presenting herself in the office. And this woman was a little shocked, and she didn't realize that what she was wearing may have been offensive or inappropriate in the office and to her boss, and so she really, honestly, she did not see that at all because she was so confident and thrilled and excited uh, about how she was put together, and so that was something that she had to examine and get some feedback from her boss to say, okay, well, you know, the shirt, the may maybe a little too short or the neckline a little too revealing and so she was strong enough and confident enough to take that feedback and make some small changes and still feel fabulous and wonderful right when she went back to the office and and got that you know great feedback from her boss to say well done thank you and i respect you for taking that feedback in stride and making some small changes that made a big difference
2: so you still do have to be aware of the message that you're sending and this may be the challenge for most people because you don't know whether it's the person or it's you and and how to figure out whether there's certain boundaries that may be crossed or you know whether it's appropriate or not
3: I'm maybe getting confused with what you're saying about boundary, the boundary coming from the boss or the boundary coming from rules of the workplace. Well, because I mean, I think I,
2: you're saying, you were saying that, let's say if you're dressed super sexy and you feel confident mm-hmm. about it, and, yes. um, but you may be getting the wrong response depending on the situation. So you have to ask yourself, is it working for me? Correct? Yes. And is it sending the message that I want it to send? The message, the image that I'm projecting, is it the message I want to send out to others and Correct. elicit the response that I'm receiving?
3: Right. Yes. And that's exactly what this client did. That's exactly what this woman did. She she listened to what the boss was suggesting. Even though the boss might be more conservative, more tailored in her approach, my friend, she she just, said, you know what? It's okay. I can make some small adjustments because I do want to be accepted and I do want to feel even more confident. I don't want to feel that someone is lurking at me or giving me sour looks or sour impressions. Uh, I want to present my best self.
2: So the takeaway is that you do have to figure out or maybe even ask a friend Uh, whether the message you're sending is the right one and how you may be perceived. um, And if you have to ask yourself if that's how you want to be perceived.
3: Exactly, which is what I mentioned earlier, is, is getting that feedback from colleagues and friends, especially those who are most close to you, that you feel safe to ask even, right? We want to feel safe asking our friends and family who love us and who know us most. You know, this is who I am, this is what I want to present. Is that what is coming across? And then to take that feedback from them and, and really re-examine if we need to.
2: And the people that you trust the most. Absolutely. Okay. Do most of the people you work with know who they truly are, your clients, that is?
3: Well, I think that they come to the table questioning that because there's evolution. It really does goes back to that. It goes back to transitions in our life. Maybe the person is now just had a baby and her whole body has changed and now she's a mother. Another person left a job and is starting a new job. Another person is actually transitioning from maybe male to female. And so that's a whole new identity that they're bringing to the table.
2: So how do you help them figure out then who they truly are and the image that they want to bring to the table to project that?
3: You know, we really have to just ask ourselves the questions. Who am I? What is my lifestyle like? What do I love to do? How do I feel about my body? What are my family and friends about that I am sharing myself with? What is my work environment? What inspires me? What interests do I have? Are there any icons that inspire me to dress a certain way? What is my age group? I want to be appropriate in dressing my age group. Uh, That is a great guideline to consider. And how many risks or what kind of risks do I want to take and do I need to take any risks? Maybe I don't even need to take any risks.
2: Uh, In your experience working with people, what prevents people from projecting their true self-image?
3: Fear. Fear and confusion. Definitely those two.
2: And why are they fearful or confused?
3: Well, look at where we are today in 2019. We are inundated with social media, with imagery flashing at us, with stories that our friends and family and Distance relatives post every day saying, telling us how wonderful their lives are and how beautiful they are, and everything is wonderful, and, and then we're having the images of, of um, celebrity thrown at us, and that can be really overwhelming and confusing to a person to say, wait, I want to look like that, wait, I want to present that, wait, that's my style, wait, that's who I am, wait, that's also me, wait, that none of that is me, <laughs> right, and um, so that's where the confusion begins, and then the fear is, well, I really don't know, I, I want to say that I'm this person, but maybe I'm really not, maybe I'm more of a shy person than an outgoing, flamboyant person, and that's all great, and it's all okay, and so it's then in with a gentle hand and guidance that we then reveal, begin revealing what feels the best, what feels good, because if it feels good, then that's likely going to send the message that you want to be sending to people, and people will receive that message when it feels good and when it feels right. So it really is an investigation, if you will, of revealing and peeling the onion layers of who you are. And who you are today, not who you were 10 years ago, because it could be very different.
2: Is the fear coming from internal feelings, or is it from looking at themselves in their physical form, or both? I
3: think it's all of that. I think it's all of that. Absolutely. Because we do look in the mirror uh, to get our first visual for ourselves, because that's the first thing people are going to, if you will, judge from us when they need us, is that visual of what we're presenting. So you do look in the mirror. And so fear can be, who am I today? Wow, have I aged? I mean, I know at my age, my body is changing. So when I look in the mirror, I don't see that figure that I saw five years ago. And that fear of, what do I do with this new body? What works for this new body? That's stuff that I need to figure out.
2: What about internal peeling? What kind of questions would you ask for the internal peeling of the self?
3: I think that it starts with um, what is your personality? You know, and some people, like I said, are more um, expressive and not shy and can can want all of the attention on them. Uh, and then the other person might say, you know what, I really don't want any attention drawn to me. I um, am shy. I am, am challenged with starting conversations with people, uh, you know, but I don't want to miss the action. I don't want to, I know that I need to present myself uh, as a strong person because I am. And so I want to to just dive into what that might look like and maybe that person is going to take some more subtle risks but a risk to get them there
2: okay so i understand that you are also like a marie condo of closet purification
3: absolutely um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things
2: and people love to come stomach. to you for this why is that
3: <laughs> because it's that overwhelming thing right that closet in the room. I don't even want to open the doors. Sue, please help. (laughs) Help me organize this mess. I want to find things in my closet again. I know they're back there, but I have no idea how to even do this. And so that is what I love doing is organizing and coming in and tidying things up and making it organized so that people can see what they have, what needs to be tossed, what They can be wearing that they haven't been wearing in 10 years. It's in the back of the closet. It still has dust on it. Or some new items that they haven't worn yet that have tags on them. Let's figure it out. Let's work on this together and make it a manageable working experience and closet for them when I leave. But
2: but there's a way that you do it that makes you different.
3: You know, it is not about judgment. It is about acceptance. We all, again, we all have our story, we have our lifestyle, we're busy people, and the closet is not always our priority. And so I come in there, again, no judgment, let's do this together, it's going to be a fun experience, it'll be a gentle experience, and I'm guaranteed that the person that I'm working with is going to have a great time.
2: And how do you prioritize?
3: I prioritize by when the person looks in the mirror and they have something on from their wardrobe and their face lights up. Well, that's a winner. That stays in the closet. That is just so obvious. And then they might try on the next garment and won't, won't, won't. Their face turns to a frown or confused or they don't know what to do. I don't know if I like it or I don't. Okay, well, let's further examine that. Right? So their body language, their face, it tells it all, really. And that's how we begin.
2: So if our audience decides to clean their closets after this session, what tips would you give them?
3: (laughs) Well, I would say to purchase some new hangers uh, first um, and uh, really just go through everything in their closet. And if it really is something that you absolutely love and have to have, then great, you keep it. But they can do a pre-purge. Okay, so they can do a pre-purge, they can examine what's going on in there, and they can start thinking about, before I come, start thinking about what their message is to the world, because they could have a closet full of what is not included in their message any longer. This is their old story, their old message, right? And so I want them to really start thinking and prepping for when I come to say, Sue, this is who I am. I'm ready. I'm this is what I want to present to the world. And then we can go in and see what their closet is telling a whole nother story.
2: But they, they can have form. more than
3: one message.
2: Maybe, diff- maybe one story with sure. different
3: messages? Sure. Absolutely. You can. I do. I have, you know, I have a romantic message. I have a professional, streamlined, tailored uh, story. And I have a fun costume lifestyle story as well. So my closet is a big closet with lots of different themes in there. And that's okay too because they represent all aspects of who I am that I send my message out to the world expressing.
2: Sounds great. We're gonna take a short break and we'll return with more on how to present your best personal message with Sue Yuru.
4: I'm DJ Panda, host of Chop Chop Lollipop. And I'm DJ Flying Japan host of O Grow Up. You can hear our shows on KXSF 102.5 FM on Saturday morning starting at 10. But just in case you miss us live, you can hear us in convenient podcast form just by going to www.kxsf.fm, clicking on the red menu button, tapping podcast, and scrolling. You'll not only find our shows, you'll find a huge choice of other KXSF shows, including Rock Nito in English and Spanish, Bishop Tom, Brother Bruno, Free Fall, West of Twin Peaks Radio, the Turkish Culture Program, Don't Fret, Francophone and Carolyn. You'll never have the fear of missing out again. You're too young to have FOMO. You're never too young. Broaden your broadcast experience. Go to ww.kxf.fm and explore all the great music KXSF has to offer and while you're there, click on donate and help keep us on the air through 2019. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio.
2: Generous support of KXSF San Francisco Community Radio comes from Charles Neal Selections. Since 1998,
1: This is KXSF 102.5 FM, streaming worldwide at www.kxsf.fm. And you're tuned in to Spark with Kelly Marlowe. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul.
2: Back with Sue Yuru on how to project your best personal image. So, Sue, you also do photoshopping of models for one of the biggest brands in the world what type of images are being created today as the ideal aesthetic
3: well i have to say that the industry certainly has taken a turn in my opinion for the better and for a more realistic reality vision and image of the human figure and form which I'm very proud of, honestly. Back in the day, there was a lot of morphing and retouching and skin uh, changing and manipulating and softening, right? And um, make the legs skinnier, bring in her hips, uh, make her breasts larger maybe. But today, we really are finding models that represent all shapes and sizes, and we're working more with a gentler hand on the retouching.
2: So we won't be seeing Barbie dolls as much?
3: Not from the work that I'm working on, that's for sure. And the industry across the board is making significant changes in this direction.
2: What about removal of age on people's faces? I always find that people look 10 years younger, especially celebrities.
3: (laughs) Right, well, I have to be honest that from what I, I know, that some celebrities do have carte blanche and will request their own retouching, uh, so that, that you may still see. But overall, the, the, the goal is to not make people look phony or 10 years younger, 20 years younger. It is not the flow anymore. We're getting back to real people. And um, sure, we all wear makeup. We want to look beautiful and feel beautiful. Uh, but we have wrinkles. We have flaws. We have scars on our face. Even, you know what? The model was completely morphed. There's, uh, you know, certain scenarios, of course. But um, the goal of the companies is to not distract from their product that they're selling, right? And so if they go overboard it can be distracting and if there's, you know, certain subtleties that they can manipulate, I think it's okay.
2: Just just bad skin, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's help that person out. They had a bad day. She had a facial the day before. <laughs> that has <laughs> happened to me. Where I was working on a woman and her she had a facial the day before, so her face was still blotchy and red. And um, it was just distracting. I didn't make her skin totally smooth and flawless because we all have pores, right? And um, so I did not take it too far overboard, but I just helped her out and added a little bit more finesse to the makeup.
2: What about the body shaming that goes on when you look at those images? Oh,
3: man. Oh, man, that is a struggle. And I, too, struggle with body shaming, to be honest with you. You know my my age. I'm getting older, and um, and my body is changing in ways that it's never changed before. So I will look at these beautiful women and their images and their makeup and their hair, and and just beautiful, even with wrinkles. And I too have found myself looking in the mirror and thinking about that image that i saw and saying why what how come how did this even happen <laughs> what do i do so uh, you know and i'm a pretty confident woman as most people who know me will tell you but there is that element you know again we are inundated with imagery now with these 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 social media outlets and um, and even the, the special effects that some of these apps We're given for our photography, smooth out our skin or make us look like bunny rabbits, even. (laughs) Um, And it just really can be shocking to then look at reality and say, oh, no, but this, this is my reality. And I want to accept my reality of who I am, even though I may have gained a few pounds. Right. We're all beautiful. We're beautiful from the inside. And then once we express that beauty, it comes out.
2: So either you stop looking at the images on social media or you accept what you look like and what everyone else is projecting? I don't think you
3: need to stop. I don't, need, I don't think you need to stop looking at imagery. If you need to, absolutely. There's no need, right? But if you love to look at the imagery, great. But it is the comparing. There's no need for us to compare these, these fantasy images or these retouched images or these over-affected images to the reality of us. We have to accept ourselves, accept ourselves, right, for who we are and how beautiful and wonderful and amazing people that we are. But, yeah, it's a tease. It sometimes it's a tease and a challenge. I have to admit that, absolutely. Well,
2: my concern, it must be even harder for teenagers, for young adults to, who, are, you know, who are developing their identity or defining it, to look at images and ask themselves, um where am I going? You know, what direction am I going with the identity that I'm striving to become, where the person I am?
3: Yes, and it, and it's very confusing absolutely. and And that's where the guidance of someone in their life, hopefully a mentor, a big sister, a parent, a teacher, can come in, you know, and 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 help guide that person, young person. and really, just give them, you know, a voice. Give them their opportunity to maybe, hey, give me, a, give me some, some yay or nay. Give me some feedback, right? Give that young person some feedback as to how they're presenting themselves. And you know, yeah, they're going to have the social media. They're going to do it. It, it. There's no doubt about it. It's it's a part of culture now, and it's just really about making the distinction oh that's a fantasy image oh that was a special effect I can look at it and appreciate that beautiful image and, that, and that's something that I would encourage people to relay to the young people who are so influenced and under so much pressure pressure to create their, their selves and their identities and their, their personas um, and have so much influence being thrown at them, they are the biggest market right now is the tween and teen market. I can
2: only imagine how difficult it must be. Um, Yes. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on how to project our best self-image with Sue Yuru.
4: It takes a village to keep independent radio alive and well in San Francisco. That's why KXSF 102.5 FM is looking for underwriters to support our station you are an individual who loves listening to local artists and bands, or you run a business that cares about cultural diversity in our city, your tax-deductible donation to San Francisco Community Radio is a great investment. To find out more about how to become an underwriter, go to www.kxsf.fm, click on Become an Underwriter, and help keep KXSF on the air through 2019.
0: This portion of your program has been brought to you by generous help from The Barrel Room at 415 Sansom Street right here in San Francisco. You already know that The Barrel Room is a venue to get a finely crafted cocktail, meanwhile stay for dinner with an evolving menu that changes to feature a new wine region several times a year. You know they also have a fully stocked wine store that you can get a bottle to take home or get enough to fully stock your next event. What you may not know is they have a secret door that leads to a more than 100-year-old speakeasy, and inside you can have a meeting, a private gathering, just a drink, or even a quiet dinner inn. To find out where that door is and what it leads to, you'll have to call the Barrel Room at 415-956-6900 or go to www.barrelroomsf.com.
1: This is KXSF 102.5 FM, streaming worldwide at www.kxsf.fm. And you're tuned in to Spark with Kelly Marlowe. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul.
2: Back with Sue Yuru on how to project your best personal self-image. What would your advice be for staying true to authentic self and return, reflecting your internal values, Sue? What's the best way to do it easily?
3: Um, I think the first thing that might not be so easy, I hate to say, is just to be honest with yourself. Really, just be honest with yourself. And draw in on what feels good. What feels good for you. That is the true expression of someone. And if it feels good, then it will likely project well to others.
2: What about sending the message that you want to share with the world? How how do you best approach that? How do you best approach the message that you uh, want to send? Is that different? I mean, so you're reflecting... You're basically making choices that make you happy and put a smile on your face. Yes, yes. And then at the same time, you're sending messages that you want positive feedback to come Mm -hmm. at you Mm -hmm. with. How do you put those messages together?
3: Well, you look in the mirror, you look in your wardrobe, you look at your life, you look at uh, your lifestyle and make choices. Make choices that work for you so that when you do go into that mirror and when you do step outside your door, you're proud, you're honored, you're excited to share this aspect of who you are. And whether you're, like I said earlier, if you're a flamboyant, outgoing, colorful person, then those are going to be choices that you make in your presentation. And if you're more of a timid, shy, quiet person, then maybe your presentation will reflect that. But we want to really just stay authentic to what feels good for us. And then once we get some feedback from others, it will be most, oh, you know, that's really their story. That's not where I want to take the drive.
2: Do you feel that the people in your life, uh, people in your life, do influence you today? Still, Me personally? Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I want to use this example, actually, my husband. He is a very flamboyant, outwardly social, stylish guy, and he really influences me. He has a heart of gold, and yet he shows this persona that's bigger than life and colorful, and that inspires me, especially as his partner, to reflect that same message. He pulls that out of me. He inspires me to go there, where I naturally do, but to even to the extent that I can and and just exude all of this color and light and joy and, and fun. So yeah, right now, honestly, he's one of my b- biggest influencers so in my life.
2: you suggest that you look to others for positive inspiration?
3: Yes, yes. With positive inspiration, certainly, absolutely. And it could be someone you've never even met. I, I often find myself walking down the street, especially here in San Francisco, New York City, any big city, and I'm influenced all the time by people I just pass on the street, just by what they're projecting and their confidence, myself as a confident person. And then I see this flair that someone has created for themselves, and I'll, it gives me an idea, it sparks an idea for me, well, you know what? That's a risky thing for even me. Maybe I'm going to try that. Maybe I'll try that too. Because it, it made me feel so good. It put such a smile on my face that this person was sharing this on the street of themselves. And what a great message and a great gift that they gave me. So yeah, I'm inspired for sure by people on the street who inspire me in a positive way. I think that's The only direction to go is when people inspire you to feel good.
2: When they look good, they look like they feel good, they're confident, and they're smiling, and they're just projecting so much positive energy.
3: Oh, yeah. And then when they smile at you and what that does to you, wow. (laughs) It's so good.
2: So what would be the call to action for those who are ready for a personal image revamp? They're like, I just want to start over because I don't think my story is strong. You know, my message Mm. is clear. um, And it's, you know, my image really reflects who I am.
3: Yeah. Yep. This is so good. You know, really just start with today. Who are you today? How do you identify your own personal image today? And it could be confusing because you might be thinking about the past or you might be thinking about the future, but where are you today? So just hone in on that. Think about who you are today. What's your lifestyle like? What what do you want to project? And then a great tip is to ask some others, you know, those people in your life who you trust, who you love, who love you, who are going to tell it to you straight, right? Hey, how am I being perceived? What message are you receiving from me? And then the third thing I would say is just write down or think about what it is, what changes you want to make, what do you want to work on, what's your goal of of this, this session or this transition or this work, what's your desired outcome. Start thinking about that. Write it down. Those are the top three calls to action. On how someone can get ready for a revamp or a small transformation of exciting times. If they don't know, they can always ask you. Absolutely. My phone is here. <laughs> Give me a call.
2: So I'd like to end with um, just a vignette that you can share with us of a transformation that's made a difference for someone. Mm,
3: Yeah. So I had the honor of working with someone who was transitioning from male to female. And she called me at the very, very beginning of this process and this journey. And I still get the chills and I could still cry and get emotional about it because it is such an honor to work with someone who is taking such a risk in their life to honor themselves. And this person and I worked together for two to three years, and I got to witness this person transform and become who she truly felt inside she was. And granted, she was a little confused and overwhelmed and excited and all of it from all the imagery, yeah, that we were just talking about, all these images coming at her, and she could decide what she wanted. And we really got broke it down to, but who are you? Who are you, sweetheart? Who are you? Let's express who that is. And we did. And we explored different things. And we tried a few different things. And we got onto that wonderful, wonderful path so that her journey would then become so much easier for her to express herself. And my gosh, she just is thriving i am so excited for her she is loving her life she is so so in tune with her body in that you know alone is such a transformation is when your body changes not only did her mind and her own self projection and message and story change right her body was changing too and her whole life changed and she is an amazing amazing person, and I absolutely adore her, and um, I love working with people who are ready to make transformation. Uh, it is such an exciting experience for me and such a gift, and I know that she, too, was given this gift of some working with someone who did not judge her, who respected her, and who encouraged her to really follow her dream and become who she is today.
2: It sounded like it was risky in the sense that you're really opening your internal self up to really show the kind of dramatic transformation you're going after and not knowing how you're going to be received, how you're going to be supported, and um, how you're going to be out in the world, you know, at that time. So I can only imagine.
3: The most vulnerable. The most vulnerable. The most vulnerable. And... Um, and yet, the most open and ready person. And I, it just made it so much more glorious for me as well.
2: Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. And thank you for joining Spark today.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I absolutely adore this program. I think it's so important. It's so important to ignite people, especially now. This is an exciting time. And thank you so much. What an honor and grace I have for being on your program today. Thank you for inviting me, really. Thank you, Sue. Have a great day, everyone.